Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Your coordination and sounds help you to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. This is the Well and Good Podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. I'm Samantha Liao, Managing Editor here at Well and Good, and today we're talking all about self-care, a notion that has become a buzzword of sorts. The idea of self-care, or how we take care of ourselves to preserve our well-being, has felt like it has expanded so much, even just in the past year. From the stressors of a pandemic to social unrest, it makes sense that self-care has become even more important and vital to our lives. I know that for me, prioritizing myself, my needs, and rest, one part of self-care that has become increasingly more talked about and advocated for has really changed my life, especially coming from backgrounds and families where self-care wasn't prioritized or even really an option at all. Much like the concept of wellness with a capital W, self-care can also feel really just out of reach for many of us. Who exactly gets to take time for themselves, and what does that look like? I wanted to talk to some other people about the shifts happening around the concept of self-care and what it means to them and to all of us, how we're reframing the idea of self-care, the lessons we've learned, how we're unpacking our lived experiences, and the things we've carried, consciously or not, that have impacted our ability to care for ourselves. We inherit the experiences and the results of the traumas of our ancestors. That's Lauren Ash, founder of Black Girl at Home, a group helping women of color, and in particular Black women, realize that self-care is within our reach through healing practices like yoga, meditation, and journaling. My grandmother was a Black woman, born and raised in Pleasant Hill, Louisiana. She would tell me stories of how she witnessed systems of oppression that were enforced. Like she, she always wanted to go to the library, for example. And she literally vividly remembers all these people, white people standing outside the library. And she like wanted to go in. She asked her mom and her mom was like, no, we can't go in there. Right. So like, she just saw a lot of barriers around her, but within her, she knew that it wasn't right, which is powerful because Sometimes we're so conditioned, we can't even see what's wrong, (laughs) but she just always knew. So her 
mother brought her and her siblings up to St. Louis. That's where she met my grandfather. And they became high school sweethearts and they got married shortly after high school. Then they migrated up to Chicago and she supported him through medical school. And there was always this agreement that they were going to solidify his career as a doctor. she would be supported to go to school. Very aspirational, you know? She, she knew that she wanted to continue her education. Brilliant woman, a lot of dreams. When they came up to the Twin Cities, St. Paul and, and Minneapolis area, they continued to grow their family. And after the sixth child, then they got a divorce. And more specifically, he decided to leave the family and she had to raise all of their kids on her own. My grandmother continued to live a life that was so beautiful and raising children was beautiful, but it's also hard. Raising six kids on your own, unplanned, is hard. As a black woman, when divorce was an incredible stigma, like I can't even go into it. But I signaled to that because her life was one of service, was one of giving. This idea that much of our self-care attitudes and experiences are informed from our family and even past trauma is important to know, especially as Lauren shows just how much the past informs us now. Another person that shares the sentiment of inheriting the experiences of our elders who endlessly pour into others is Arielle Astoria. Arielle is a spoken word artist and poet who often uses her Instagram to create community with her followers. This is a very close topic to me because my mom has been like diagnosed chronically burnt out and I watched her like hustle and and wife and mother to the point where it almost it truly almost broke her and so I come from a long line of of women who do and I think that is really just even more so impressed upon me to create and to kind of halt that and so I think it's really important to to know that like it's not a luxury rest is not a luxury rest is a necessity it's not a matter of you need to heal you know you need to rest you need to take care of yourself all those things are really beautiful things and motivations and encouragements that we all need i think but first the beginning of of breaking through to that you need this is to remind people you know you're deserving of rest right like you know you are absolutely deserving of healing you are deserving of taking care of yourself you know you can lay on this mat if you need to and you know you're deserving of just laying here you don't have to move you have to do anything as long as you are breathing and present that's all i'm asking for in this moment i have been discerning lately that i just need more rest and nourishment than i ever even thought that's lauren again especially for me as a black woman realizing the level of of conditioning and programming around working hard, being of service to everyone but yourself, and how normal those things are. When I came into the world, you know, in 1987, (laughs) my grandmother was like still serving in a lot of ways, but because all of her kids were grown and whatnot, she started to really center herself more. And she, you know, ended up getting a place in Arizona that she would escape to in the wintertime. And I saw the version of her that was 
able to be more giving to herself and was able to nourish herself in these really beautiful ways. But it's significant to me because it is for me healing intergenerational trauma and wounds and narratives that have said that I don't deserve rest. I'm not worthy of rest. I have to be of service to everyone else but myself. And embodying this also as a Black woman is so profoundly disruptive (laughs) in the ways that it needs to be, both for other Black women who that's like my community, that's like who I am always doing this work for. But it's also just modeling what it looks like to be free from all of these toxic narratives, especially in Western culture at large, um, and how it's been a inherited kind of thing at this point. It's like, if you bring up rest, um, (laughs) sometimes depending on where you are, people look at you funny. It's like, I don't have time, right? I don't have time is a common excuse to avoid self-care, but it's about the prioritization of self, the making of time that is so important. Self-care is not a luxury, even though it has been framed as such for so long. And self-care doesn't just look like one thing. Here at Well and Good, I'm known as being a bath advocate, and it's one way for me to disconnect and give back to myself, to let myself just be, to rest. And that idea of rest, one that has come even more to the forefront by the longtime work of Trisha Hersey and her work of the NAP ministry, that has also shifted so much in our collective consciousness of late. It took a pandemic, burnout epidemic, and societal reckoning to get there, but we're finally here. And we're learning how to prioritize ourselves even more. I was curious to see how the rest of the team makes time for rest and self-care, especially working day in and day out at a place that is all about well-being and how they define it. This was our news writer, Kara's take. Taking time for self-care isn't a distraction or a waste of time, but it should be like a basic function within your day. Right now, self-care for me is a lot of Schitt's Creek, like a lot of Schitt's Creek, Um, but also face masks, yoga. I just got a bike, so I've been hanging out with that bike and buying way too many accessories and just getting out. I have a hard time with being like, well, if I can't do it like 110%, then I shouldn't do it. So if I can't work out for an hour, then it's not worth it. Or if I can't get my heart up super high, it's not worth it, which means that I often am not doing much of anything. So I've been trying over the past few months, really trying to get out of that mindset and do the things that feel good when they feel good. Zoe, our beauty and fitness editor, had this to offer. I wish that I'd understood in my youth the importance of taking care of myself, truly. I don't think that that was something that was ever prioritized. And as I've gotten older and realized that I absolutely need that in order to function as a human in this world, it's become really important. It took a while for me to figure out what self-care looked like for me because I spent a lot of time subscribing to the ideas that the internet was telling me was self-care. So I, you know, would lay in the bath for 75 minutes or spend a lot of money on healthy things that I didn't necessarily like to eat, doing all these different face masks. And none of that was really making me feel good. So it was really a journey of finding things that worked for me. And like recently I got into cooking and I feel like now the art of prepping a meal has become a big part of my self-care practice. And so really it's been understanding what makes me feel good and also understanding when I need to take that time for myself and do those things. And 
different days can mean different self-care practices. It never really looks the same, but I feel like I have a little toolkit that I can pull from when I'm feeling some kind of way and figure out what I need to get back on track and feel more like myself. Jess Friedman, our associate producer, shared this. Self-care is kind of walking that fine line between self-discipline, but also listening to yourself. Because, you know, sometimes when I listen to myself, I say, I don't want to do anything today. I just want to sit on the couch. And I know that that's not going to make me feel good. I think movement for me is a really big pillar of self-care. I think it's really hard to think yourself out of a bad place, but it's, I find it easier to kind of When you change your physical space, when you move, that always puts me into a better headspace. I'm Amanda Gaines. I'm the Audience Development Associate at Well and Good. Self-care is doing those practices, whether it's like taking a bubble bath or meditating and things like that. But it's also just like listening to yourself and knowing that you're enough. And Sonia, our Editorial Projects Associate, left us with this thought. I would define self-care as being your own best friend. So the same way you wouldn't let someone else say something mean to your best friend, you shouldn't say mean things to yourself. You take care of yourself the same way that if your best friend has had a bad day, you say, here, these are the things that you love and fill you and make you feel happy. Do that for yourself when you need to. You're the only one that you've got, so be there for yourself. As you can hear, self-care can look different to all of us. But in order to make the time for what we need, Lauren reminds us that we have to create intentional spaces and set and maintain healthy boundaries. Nothing clicked for me around boundaries until 2020 happened. And I realized, oh, the reason why you feel burnt out is because you're not actually clarifying what your needs and desires are in relationships. And so you're just being thrown every which way. And then you're looking up and you're mad at everybody else, but (laughs) reclaim your power. As a Mexican-American woman, it's been a lifelong learning to realize that I deserve care just by existing, that we all do. And that care can look like lighting a candle and getting into a bubble bath, but it can also look like setting boundaries. I've also learned how to cherish moments of stillness and rest, just as Arielle is learning new contexts for self-care through her plants. Being still doesn't mean being stagnant. I've been learning a lot from my plants and at the beginning, I'm like, had all these plants, and I'm like, you still grow, even when I don't think you're doing something or moving or going somewhere. But I look, and there's another little leaf. You know, there's another little bloom here or there, but it's not this, like, thing that we assume and associate with, like, the concept of hustle or doing or busy in a sense of, like, look at me. I'm doing these things, and I'm producing these actions there is stillness um, and still a producing happening. There is stillness and still a um, blooming happening. And so I think in in this space, we realize that self-care is a privileged one. Two, is an opportunity for everyone, though, in this season. And it looks very different depending on the person. It looks very different depending on the environment. But it is a lot more accessible And I think we've assumed that it hasn't been as accessible because we put too many on like, oh, it involves a spa. It involves getting your nails done. It involves still like we have self-care has been made this uh, consumerism type of conversation. And that's not always the case. You know, what does it look like to take care of myself in this season? It might just be sitting here for five to 10 minutes and I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. It could be going for a walk. That's still a sense of being. So really simplifying the self-care conversation 
I think is really important and also in the simplifying, making it more accessible to everyone. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. If we've learned anything in these past few months, it's that self-care isn't just about the self. Community care is just as important. As reported in our 2021 trends, the idea of community care, that is connecting with people who are as interested in helping you as you are in helping them, is at the heart of any effective self-care practice. Sarah Adler, former clinical director of Octave, a health company supporting all aspects of emotional well-being, emphasizes the sentiment with one resounding fact, that human beings are social and desperately need connections with other people. Particularly during these pandemic times, where millions of us are congregating on video conferencing platforms daily like Zoom, many of us have felt isolated and separated from one another. Lauren shares how Black Girl and Ohm has connected members to collectively care for others and facilitate healing. Last year, 2020, we created our membership. You know, it's called The Circle. And I feel like that is the one of the strongest um, examples that I can think of around how self-care connects with community care. Our relationships with our family impact so much of our intimate relationships in our chosen family and the friends that we cultivate relationships with. So this act of connecting with others in community around our individual struggles immediately when it's a community that is intentional and a community that is dedicated to holding space for the collective as well as the individual, it's very vulnerable and very powerful to open up about what it is that you think is your individual struggle and you realize, oh, I'm not alone in this. And the very thing that you thought you would never get over or never move through becomes so much more supported and even sacred. Like you're just able to, as we say all the time at Black Girl and Home, breathe easy. You know, it's like in having a place to go, whether it's Black Girl and Home (laughs) or another place that you call home, you call your spiritual home, you call your home that is affirming your holistic well-being. There is where you can take those things that feel scary or that feel vulnerable and be supported in the path. So you're really not alone. Ariel provides a metaphor of this community care model with plants. 
in this season my plants are having like root rot and things like that and it could be on only one root right of a plant stem however it's going to affect every single one of them and that could just be one so i know one leaf is not doing okay and that means the whole root is not doing okay and i think that's a really beautiful picture in terms of i am that leaf you are that leaf we as a collective are the root, right? It still goes way deeper than we think it does. If one part of that leaf, if one part of that root is not okay, the whole thing in its entirety is not okay. So if I'm having a crappy day, I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna put that on my husband, right? And then he's gonna be having a crappy day and so on. And so there's this ripple effect. And I think it's really important to come back to self and not to come back to self to stay at self, but to come back to self so that then it can trickle out into how we operate in this world, how we show up and work. That metaphor will stick with me. It's such an important point that we're not just creating the space for ourselves, but we're creating the space for other people because we have to come from a place of wholeness and not depletion when giving. And that's what self-care allows us all to do. As we look forward to this transformation into our most caring selves, Lauren leaves us with this thought. It's about being honest (laughs) and courageous. It's like, if I, if my heart tells me, look, Lauren, you know, you, you need rest right now. Then the most courageous and self-compassionate thing that I can do is move things around in my life to honor that. And it's, not always convenient. (laughs) It's not always easy. But again, if we're committed to transformation, then that's our spiritual responsibility to move in that direction. Self-care isn't selfish is a refrain I know that I've heard before, but it really has been hammered home by talking to so many. And it's so, so true. It's how we show up for ourselves. It's how we nourish ourselves. It's a way of being liberated in a society that actively works to keep us from thriving. The idea that I don't need to earn self-care, that I don't need to earn rest, is one I have to keep reminding myself. I now make time for myself and will continue to make time for myself because it's crucial to my survival and to my growth, but also to the growth of all of us, collectively, as a whole. So I hope you will do the same. Ariel shares one last thought on self-care that really resonates with me. In order to not just survive, but thrive and live in this world as a full and whole and complete person who knows self and knows others, we have to rest. We must rest and feel rooted in whatever form of rest and whatever form of self-care feels best for us. On today's show, you heard from Lauren Ash and Arielle Astoria, and you can find their handles and all other information in the show notes. This episode was produced by Taylor Camille, Ella Dove, and Kate Spees, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, share, and feel free to send us a note at podcasts at wellandgood.com. Mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel. And our theme music was created by Madeline Lukomsky and Matt Domenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette. Special thanks to Jess Friedman, Allie Short, Jen Snyder, and Cassie Wolf.